another slapdash episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> wow. I am Catherine Weigel. I have lost about 145 pounds. I'm a weight loss inspiration. And with me oh. today is my husband. The slapdash Donald Weigel. <laughs> here to uh, tell you about my incredible, inspiring oh, weight amazing. loss. How much have you lost? Uh, I've lost, uh, we're just going to say 100 pounds. Thanks. How, how long have you lost it? Uh, I, I lost it. <laughs> I hit my goal weight about two and a half years ago. Congratulations. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, although at the time I didn't acknowledge it was my goal weight, but that's a whole nother thing. I still thing. don't think you're acknowledging it, but it's still happening. No, no, I am. Oh, I, you are? I fully acknowledge, yes. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so- no, I'm uh, I'm on board. I've shifted that mindset. I'm no, no longer trying to lose another five or ten pounds Gross constantly. mindset. I know. I love it. Hi. Uh, welcome. We uh, have been doing episodes recently that have kind of gotten to the point quickly. You don't know anything about Catherine and Donald Weigel. You're asking yourself, but how are they doing? Yeah. You know how people are always just craving more information about us yeah well we're going to satisfy that need today people so here yeah we're going to tell you things like people on reddit actually did comment on how good looking we were and gave us permission to quote them but we'll 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 talk about that later we're uh we've been doing a lot of episodes with uh, specific mindset and habit ideas and on this episode we're going to talk about real life just what? We're living it. It's happening. We have talked about it before. We are not fixed. We are not perfect. And uh, we are going to tell you about that more today on this episode. We sure are. And then we have a couple of, uh, I don't know, I guess you grab call them. Bag. Yeah, grab bag. I was going to say loose ends, but that doesn't yeah. sound as good, does it? Well, loose ends come from loose beginnings, which ah. is how we got into this situation anyway. If we hadn't gained all that weight, we wouldn't have all of this amazing information to impart upon on all of you so that is very true but speaking of loose ends we're going to begin with loose ends which is kind of a weird place to start but that's what we're gonna do <laughs> um we have sometimes we have topics that uh we might not cover every or answer every question that we get or whatever so uh donald actually had a follow-up to a lovely listener who posed a question though they shall remain anonymous <laughs> we had an email from a listener who in our Giving Tree episode, which was uh, episode 125, um, I, you know, I forget what I say and don't say. <laughs> um, but apparently, uh, I talked about my, uh, you know, having treats and working treats into my life more often. And she had a bunch of questions about that, which, um, you know, could end up being a full episode. But Apparently, I gave the impression that I do this effortlessly now. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just wanted to be very clear that although I do work treats into my life regularly, it is a struggle all the time. I still have to keep my treats in a place where I can't see them all the time. I have to make it a conscious effort to go and get them. I keep them. Uh, in a sealed container of some kind so that I can't just lie to myself and mindlessly graze, um, yeah. you know, just walk by and grab something, put it in my mouth. Like that is where I really get into trouble. And I also have rules for myself about not eating uh, them before dinner. You know, if I start the day with a treat or in the middle of the day, it is becomes really hard for me to stop. I just... 
it's almost like when a shark, you know, gets that smell of blood in the water. Chum. <laughs> yeah, and they go, they just, you know, go into that food rage. Like, that's me, basically, yeah. with my treats. And I just wanted to clarify that it's not easy. I've just managed to figure out a bunch of rules for myself so that I don't lie to myself about deserving yeah. a treat or, oh, this one thing won't hurt, you know, and controlling portion size and all of those things, like only bringing home like tiny bits of something. Um, all of those things add up to uh, to how I'm able to do this. And it is it is not easy. And I still sometimes uh, cave in and uh, occasionally will binge eat or compulsively eat. Well, and it was uh, it was my birthday uh, a week ago. Happy birthday, me. Happy birthday to you. Um, that wasn't just a plug to say happy birthday to me, but 29 again. <laughs> oh, so boy. good. Um, but I we ordered uh, pizza and I made a small cake. And much to everyone's chagrin, we sort of Ouija boarded it so that we threw out the leftover pizza and threw out the leftover cake yeah. on my birthday. Yeah. The look of kind of disappointment on Donald's face when I was like, these need to go in the dumpster right now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to like talk sexy about food, but we got a, a deep dish pizza and you know, I have seen people who will eat one slice of it and be like, oh, my goodness, oh, no, no one could, could, could possibly finish this. I ate easily three quarters of it, 80% of it, and could have finished it and just had to, like, physically push myself away from it and then take it and put it not, not like in the box on top of the trash but like actually make sure that it touched dirty trash I, so that I wouldn't finish it. <laughs> I had to throw it out in the dumpster because I I mean and we've gotten to the point now where we know ourselves well enough where if I go like I'll have this for lunch tomorrow she lied yeah. like I'd be totally eating it for breakfast so we ended up throwing it away and the cake was fine it wasn't great we threw that away too and I knew that if I was going to indulge like that, I had to listen to my own stupid advice and start Monday fresh and not like carry it over to the next day. So um, and it was a planned indulgence, yeah. and I, I didn't feel bad about it. But I was I was going to eat to the point where I was so full that I it was painful. Like yeah. I was I was still ready to go there. So even after all of this, like we're not fixed. We have a lot to learn, and it is a struggle. And I don't know if that is comforting or discouraging. <laughs> realistic i get really yeah. upset when i see well not upset but annoyed when i see people who just act fixed and a friend of ours actually reached out to me and said that she had gone to a socially distant barbecue and that someone that they knew had lost about 50 pounds during covid must be nice and she <laughs> she asked how he did it and he's like well i just you know count calories and walked that was it like you just do it you don't question it you just do it yeah I was like, oh that's an upholder and that's not our people they're not he's not the broken people that we uh we like to surround ourselves with because, yeah or he's fooling himself into thinking that, but, that it's that easy but there's a difference between someone who becomes sedentary you know in their 40s and starts putting on weight slowly just because they're you know having beer and getting takeout and someone who has a compulsive eating disorder where they eat food out of the trash which i have done recently uh whoa <laughs> in my dotage <laughs> whoa your dotage 
<laughs> your mid 40s dotage uh, i look really good for 80 don't yeah you yeah really man i look fantastic for 65 unfortunately i'm 50 but the people who, like she was like oh well, maybe you could interview him i was like i don't need to interview somebody who just got it done and like moved on and doesn't think that they're, they have an eating disorder that's well, not the people i know that were and there was a point in my life where i thought i had it together too i did atkins yeah. you know back in my 20s and i thought you know wow this was i'll just do this for the rest of my life and I'll be fine. And then, you know, failed to remember that I occasionally liked to eat pasta and then occasionally ate it more and more <laughs> occasionally. and Occasionally. Occasionally liked sugar all the time. You yeah. Know? And uh, it's just, it didn't last. Anyway, so, uh, so we are works in progress and uh, we don't have time for people who are totally fixed. That's not our, that's not our bag. No, not Is, at all. Was there anything else in the grab bag? I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, so we wanted to, uh, like we said at the very beginning of this episode, we wanted to give you an update on us. Yeah. What's going on with Catherine and Donald? I don't like it when people refer to themselves in the third person. <laughs> What's Catherine feeling right now? It's so annoying. <laughs> Let's ask her. <laughs> I have, at, at my business work, uh, where I work, there is a woman who always- You ref- go to business work? I go to business work. Wow. Um, we actually, okay, yesterday we went out- and bought something and they gave us a jaunty package in which to put it in that looked like a business briefcase and i immediately felt businessy and oh, like yeah. we were walking down the street and i was holding this sort of no, briefcase you're a grown thing. person who actually like has a real business job and yet <laughs> and yet you're carrying this like, like sort of briefcase looking box full of toys <laughs> yeah full of toys and you ended up like oh now i feel really businessy it's yeah. not the job i actually do for money anyway this woman whenever we're on a conference call she refers to herself in the third person so she'll be like tabitha's gonna look into that well let me see what tabitha oh my what god is her name isn't tabitha I you're just... destroying my will <laughs> to live with that right now anyway but uh but we have uh we have changed like the seasons have changed i think the uh the calendar tells us it's august right now yeah i don't know where this year has gone no but uh it is happening whether we like it or not we're in covid it has uh, been an interesting one it sure has people did you know there's a, a pandemic <laughs> where did those murder hornets go by the way <laughs> lying in wait probably. i kept waiting for the murder hornets and they were promised and we, <laughs> you didn't, were promised. They, we didn't get them i'm more interested in jetpacks than murder yeah. hornets but if that's oh, well. your thing maybe they'll carry you away that would be great yeah we'll see but uh but yeah we wanted to <laughs> you heard it here folks she wishes i would get carried away by murder <laughs> hornets <laughs> you wanted me to everyone thinks our marriage is so good so good uh but we have our flaws uh but Donald sort of started this out, and we, we kind of started over again, uh, sort of talking about how we have adapted since the beginning of the year with COVID and how we've been sheltering in place. And Donald has been home. I work from home. Our daughter has been home pretty much nonstop. We took her out yesterday for the first time, and summer ends yeah. in a week. Um, so we've been sheltering in place and doing our part for uh, for our victory garden. Yeah, and I was unemployed. The nature of my business, I, I work on TV shows, and uh, you know, I am unemployed periodically. You know, in between a season of a show or in between shows, um, it's just sort of the way I've lived my adult life, and I'm used to it. But 
I was unemployed for about two months before COVID hit. So I ended up being unemployed about six, almost seven months, something like that uh, total. And it was a big adjustment for all of us to just sort of be trapped together inside our apartment and, and you know, all of the changes that came along with that and the homeschooling and the um all of the differences in dealing with exercise and diet, you know, not really being able to go on our actual walks. And we had to uh, make a lot of changes to our diet and exercise plan in particular in order to to maintain our, our you know, uh, goal weights. Yeah. And in April, we found out that homeschooling was going to be permanent for the rest of the school year. And that was kind of my wake up call of like, oh, this isn't temporary. This is happening. And I could either just hold my habits until this is quote unquote over, or I can adapt to it. And um, so while I was working, Donald was basically working through eighth grade with our daughter. And I'd like to say he got a 4.0 that semester. I did, final (laughs) semester. I got a 4.0 in eighth grade, everyone. First 4.0 our daughter ever got, and it was definitely (laughs) because Donald was uh, standing at her back making her do her work. Just to be clear, she actually did did do the work, but I I basically stood behind her at the computer and like (laughs) made her do everything. Anyway, but adapting to our surroundings. I had to adapt to them being home all the time. I'm used to working from home, but working from home with other people was a lot. But now we are uh, thrust into a new situation. We got used to the new normal of everyone being home. And now Donald is working again. Yeah, I went back to work about four weeks ago, and I I really thought I would be working from home uh, most of the time. And I took a brand new position uh, doing a new job in the same business and I um I really didn't know how things were going to go but I thought I would still be working from home for a while and I mostly for about 2 weeks did work from home and then the following 2 weeks I had to go to work every single day and actually be there and be around people and my I'm used to having either a desk job or a set job that allows me a lot of flexibility to kind of walk around but bring my own food to work and have it all, you know, in a communal refrigerator and have a communal microwave. But with COVID, like all of those things have kind of gone away. And so, you know, we're used to having just things like all of these drinks where you can just reach into a cooler or reach into a Do you remember the before time where you could reach in to do anything? (laughs) And, and that those days are gone. And so I've had to like pack my own beverages to last me through the day and, you know, figure that out and figure out how I'm keeping them cold because there's no longer like an ice bucket. I can, I can, you know, communal ice bucket that I can reach in and, and all of those sorts of things. Well, and the, the reason we're diving into this is because, you know, we're all faced with changes in our routines, in the seasons of our lives, in the complexity. And it anecdotally talking about ice buckets is super exciting. But what we're actually doing, there's a message behind all of this, <laughs> that we have to adapt to our surroundings and our changing environment. And what worked for Donald before working in an office space and having the communal stuff and working at a desk, that has changed now. And in the past, you know, five years ago, which is in the past, 
Um, <laughs> we, I don't think we would have been as adaptable as we no. are now because of our growth mindsets, because of our habits, and because of like we kind of gamify all of this. Like, how can we make this work? And we're asking you if, in your experience, as as the seasons change, as people go back to work, you know, are working from home, losing jobs, adapting to your surroundings is critical for your personal success in weight loss and in your mindset as well. So. Donald going to work, which he will he will continue to talk about, um, also affects me. So just because your circumstance hasn't changed, changed if someone around you has either left or come back home, yeah. or whatever circumstance, it affects everyone. It's it's a butterfly effect. Donald doesn't work in a vacuum. I'm working in a vacuum. Um, <laughs> this is Donald in a vacuum. I can't breathe. It's a vacuum. <laughs> um, but. I could, you couldn't actually hear that if I was actually in a vacuum, yeah. but nerd. Um, but him going to work doesn't just impact him. It impacts me, too, because I like making it about me. Um, but For sure. For sure. But Donald and I, just to, to start out our day... The the crow crows at no not the crow what is it the uh, rooster crows <laughs> the rooster the crow the crows. crow roosters at four thirty in the morning crows don't actually crow but roosters do that's yeah. weird I never mm. thought about that before uh, isn't it ironic yeah. so we used to get up at four thirty to uh, rebound and do our arm exercises and now Donald is having to get up at four thirty in the morning to get ready for to get work. to work on time yeah this whole this whole last week I got up at four thirty and basically just had to start getting uh, ready for work so I could get there so I didn't have my morning uh, steps and I was. Uh, Thankfully, though, um, or or maybe not thankfully, I was doing a lot of walking and a lot of physical labor as part of this uh, job, and um, I did manage to hit my step goal every day but Friday. Yeah, but the thing is, when our routine, and as because I'm an obliger, I get up, we rebound together. Not having that habit linked of hanging out with Donald, watching TV, or, you know, whatever, him not rebounding with me changes my habits so yeah. the first day he went to work i was like well now i have the freedom to do whatever i want <laughs> what do i want to do there's so many things now that he's out of my hair yeah so i sort of switched up my routine a little bit but i started falling back immediately in as many as one day i was like "Ooh, all the opportunities to secret eat while donald isn't around what oh, could i do goodness. because he basically you know much like our daughter, uh, who he shadows, he's maybe 20 feet from me when I'm working all day. So if I'm going back and forth to the cabinet, he'll know about it. But I was like, oh, he's not around. I was like, wait a minute. That's not healthy. So I kind of stumbled the first day. It's not like I'm the Gestapo walking around, <laughs> like asking for your oh, papers. God. Show me your food log, Catherine. <laughs> Show it to me. No, he doesn't do that. But I feel because I'm an obliger, I kind of have this, you know, like, oh, well, he's he's around. But suddenly he was gone. And I, I won't say I fell apart, mm. but I crumbled a little bit on the first day. But <laughs> Crumble is another way to say fell apart. <laughs> sure. Kind of like monkey bread. Yeah. Uh, but 
I had to realize that. The heck is monkey bread? <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, it's like a cinnamon roll, but it's really gooey and it, you right. kind of pull it All apart. Right. Anyway. All right. I was just going to let that go. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, well, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, thank your you. Your vulnerability right there. You thank you. You feel shame. That's good stuff. Yeah. But I had to pause and really assess like, okay, Donald isn't here. How can I adjust my schedule, but still meet my goals? So I, I switched around my habits a little bit. I did uh, stairs and yoga and my arm workout in a different way, but I had to quickly adapt. And it, I actually, I had the opportunity to quickly adapt because the idea of just being like, well, I'm just going to read in the morning. And then 40 minutes later, I'm still scrolling Instagram. That's not healthy. Yeah. So I had to adapt. He didn't know about any of this. I was just kind of fumbling around by myself. But I had to take ownership of my habits, rely on Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place, to put my habits in place, my external accountability that I need, while Donald was out of the house. And him not getting his steps, he had to adapt to himself also, didn't him? Yeah, I really have had to uh, not exactly sneak in steps, but figure out ways to make sure I could hit my step goal. Now, the one day I hit 27,000 steps without even trying because I was running around so hard. But a lot of the time I've had to figure out, I just kind of assumed I would be able to do the same things that I've always done when I've gone to work and that they would work. But it turns out I'm still figuring it out. A lot of the days I didn't have time to stop and eat my, I typically eat lunch at two and then I have a snack at three and a snack at four and a snack at five and a snack at six. And I found myself now, I'm coming home and I still have two or three of those snacks in my bag because I didn't actually have time to stop working and eat them. And so I'm still having to figure out how to adjust and learn. But I think that the the lesson learned here is that five years ago, I would have just oh been gosh. destroyed. All of that walking I had to do that day, I think I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And I don't think I would have been as adaptable, but I have learned to to be a scientist and not be entrenched in my in one single plan, but to experiment and to come up with different ways of solving problems so that I'm not just, you know, when COVID hits and I can't go to the gym, I'm not reeling into madness. I've got an alternative strategy for getting exercise, walking up and down the stairs at home, rebounding at home. And, you know, we don't even go to gyms anyway, but I'm just saying as an example, I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, I gained so much weight because I can't go to the gym. And, you know, thankfully, we have been able to uh, to have plans that don't involve going to the gym. And even if we did, I think we would now be able to come up with a plan that allows us to keep going. And, you know, there is a there is a saying that the best time to plant a tree would have been 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. Boom. And so if you haven't started and you're still trying to figure this out, the best time to start doing it is right now. If you if you didn't do it five years ago like we did, start doing it right now. And then the next time some big life event comes up, you'll be better equipped to deal with it. Totally. And I mean, and Donald working in the movie business 
also has the opportunity for craft service, which is oh, yeah. just boxed lunches and meals. And it's so easy when we're tired and overwhelmed and we feel put upon. You know, he's not following his normal habits. He can't eat when he wants to eat. Getting delicious boxed lunches with, you know, cookies and chips and sandwiches. He brought his own food. And that takes a lot of willpower and, you know, habit control to avoid the delicious, indulgent lunches and to be called out like, hey, you're eating a burger. Why aren't you eating the box lunch, man? Like, he is an outlier and he he sets himself apart. And it can be kind of uncomfortable, people being like, oh, is yeah. that all you're eating? No, I've had, I definitely had some people grill me about why I wasn't eating lunch with everybody else. And, you know, I... The funny, I just want to go back a second. I don't even think about it as being willpower anymore. And I, hopefully that doesn't sound, you know, super smug, but it's just the habit that I have right. now. Like, it's just what I do. I take my food to work. It's not, there's no, like, it's not a choice, really. Right. It's just something it's just... that I do all the time now. And I've, I've done it for the last few years. And it's just a daily occurrence. I plan my lunch. I pack it. I take it to work and I eat it instead of what they're serving at work. Like, I don't even really think about that food as being an option for me anymore. Right. It's just become my my daily habit. Well, and you asked if, because there were leftovers, you asked if I wanted a chicken sandwich box lunch and there was a BLT also. And I got one. I had you bring one home for our daughter, but I knew I couldn't have one for right. myself. And our daughter ate the box lunch, and then I threw it in the trash and covered it with lye so that I wouldn't eat out of the garbage like I sometimes do. Um. <laughs> this is at least twice during this episode you've uh, admitted to eating out of the garbage. I might have eaten a pizza crust out of the garbage recently. Oh, not, boy. Not, my, not my birthday pizza crust. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so like a janky pizza crust? Maybe part of a Costco pizza crust out of it. It was a very top. It was like a top kind of like a present, like when they when there are weddings and they have like a wedding ring on a pillow. I like to think of it as it was like on a pillow. All right. But listeners, I just want you to understand, even though Catherine still engages in that sort of behavior <laughs> sometimes, she still has maintained her goal weight now for about three years. I know, so. but I just like to remind myself that I'm not perfect. I do it for the audience, really. Right. Just it's fodder for, the audience. for something. What am I going to say? I'm perfect. Yeah. End of episode. Exactly. And and I think that, you know, the, the point being, again, anybody who tells you that they're fixed and they're perfect, they they either are lying or they never had a, an actual, an actual eating disorder. Problem. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of not having to have willpower, our dear audience members might recall uh, back in June, I went to the dentist and they told me I was a yuck mouth who needed to floss. Yes. And yes, we all remember that. <laughs> but you know how sometimes there are loose ends where you're just like, oh, they, you know, I love that show, but they never followed up on why yeah. you know, the minister had a spaceship. You know? I can't even tell you the emails, the the DMs on Twitter, the Instagram messages we've had. Like, why aren't you talking about Catherine Flossing? This is very important. I yeah, need a life lesson. I need to know. <laughs> um, but I'm going to talk like this. I'm going to talk like this. So – 
you might recall, dear listener, that uh, I was not flossing. I decided to pair flossing with listening to a podcast, which I had never actually done before. Usually when I go in to brush my teeth, I'm like, I have to live with my own thoughts for two minutes. This is, <laughs> this is a fresh hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> Silence in by myself at night. Not a good thing. So I started listening to a short podcast, and I brushed my teeth for two minutes. Two whole minutes, by the way. I mean, it. it is like, you know, brush your teeth or if you want two minutes to go by really slowly try to do a plank, do a plank or a brush, and your, brush teeth. your teeth yeah holy cow so i have been flossing drum roll just insert it in post uh i have been flossing and brushing my teeth for two minutes back to back i'm on day 47 donald i mean you're pretty what? much like the poster child for the it poster now. child crest yeah. is calling they're the new sponsor of the show but it is now sort of like what Donald was saying. At the beginning, it took effort, and now it is effortless because it is just a habit. Yeah. I don't need to give myself stickers for flossing now. I don't need to put it on a habit chart anymore. I was doing, uh, I was using the Don't Break the Chain app to track it, but now I don't even think about it. And I think that is when something becomes a habit, you don't need willpower. You don't need a carrot or, you know, some sort of sticker chart or whatever to win the habit over because now it's just part of what I do. I look forward to listening to that podcast. Podcast because I'm flossing and the time passes and I don't have to live with and my own darkness. And it keeps the voices out of your <laughs> exactly. head from, yeah, sorry, I stepped on your joke. Sorry. Apologize. But, but that is what we're getting to. Donald is at the point where he the production office is on the third floor and he just goes up the stairs. Yeah. The elevator isn't even on his radar. It's not a punishment. It's He doesn't need a habit chart for it. He makes neat and I, I know living. I don't need an excuse, but I can use COVID as an excuse even if somebody's like close Smart. to the elevator. I'm like, I'll take the stairs because we don't want to put Ooh, more than good, one person in the elevator that's a at a time. for avoiding yeah. the food too. Be like, have you heard of COVID? Yeah, exactly. I'm not eating that box lunch. Yeah. But once a habit is in place, you don't need a chart for it. You don't need you know, stickers or some sort of incentive because it's just part of your life. And if you're at the point now where something seems difficult – you might need a habit chart. You might need that extra push. But we've gotten to the point in the last few years where as we've accumulated habits, we don't have to track them anymore. I use a 90-day habit tracker to track my calories because that's still something that I need to be present about and to, you know, to track if I'm overeating or eating on track. But now the flossing is just like, oh, I did it. And it wasn't the magical if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit and you cross this force field and suddenly you're fine. It's pairing it with something I look forward to because now it just is like, oh, I'm going to listen to the podcast and oh yeah, I'm flossing. Yeah, for sure. So think about that in your life. Are you pairing a more difficult habit with something that you're looking forward to? Because I promise you it's going to be easier to do if it's something that you make it, you make it easy to do and you pair it with something that you look forward to doing. Absolutely. And uh, I did actually uh, wanted to follow up a little bit. I guess this is sort of a loose end. We did an episode recently uh, called The Knights Who Say Neat, N-E-A-T, um, episode 131, that was all about non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And um, that's basically all of the calories that you burn uh, by not exercising, but rather by just going through your daily routines. And 
uh, came up recently that I had to essentially stand in one place for my new job. And I tried to do a little experiment where I actually counted how many steps I could get while, you know, in air quotes, standing in one place. And it was really just, I was just, you know, shifting my weight back and forth or taking a little, you know, two, three, four steps in one direction, two, three, four steps and back in another direction. And I managed to rack up 1400 steps in an hour. Nice. And I, I just, (laughs) that's so neat. You need to come Um, up with an acronym for nice. And I just wanted to point out as a, not as a brag, but just as a, that's the kind of thing you can do. If you feel like, oh, well, I can't do my normal exercise because I now have to do this thing where I'm stuck in place, you can actually burn some calories by doing that kind of thing. And I think in the past, five years ago, I I would have done, you know, gone out of my way not to move, you know, so that I wasn't expending any energy. Well, and to your point, I don't think you could have done that job five years no. ago. No. Like, honestly, the, the physical endurance of getting in 18,000, 28,000 steps, going upstairs, it would have been impossible. And I know yeah, that there- I, I didn't do a single bit of rebounding. I didn't do a single bit of, I, I really wasn't even trying that day I got 27,000 steps. That was just how much I had to walk around the lot that day, the studio lot, and walk up and down the stairs. Now, I guess I did take the stairs instead of the elevator a bunch of times. Uh, so that was a- extra effort that I probably didn't need to do. But you know, I I think that five years ago, I think 27,000 steps might have literally put me in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, no. And, you know, I, I working from home again, having Donald not home, having to adjust my schedule, he doesn't eat until two o'clock, which is sometimes difficult for me. So I've actually started eating earlier and I've been pacing my calories pretty well, but it has been harder for me to get in my steps because sometimes I would take a uh, a smoking break without smoking and come out into the living room and rebound while Donald was out here and we would just chat for a few minutes. But I got out of that habit because Donald isn't here. So it is still a period of adjustment. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that we have it all figured out yet. Our daughter is home and will be homeschooling until December. At least through the end of... 2020. Which is kind of crazy. And for as inspiring as we are, she wants nothing to do with us. We've gotten a couple of requests uh, for people asking, like, how are you so inspiring to your child, who is probably also very fit and active? She wants nothing to do with us. The sad answer is that we're not, and we have no no good answers for that. So uh, if you have any good answers for that, if we don't actually make her do something and do it with her um it just does not happen and i i suppose we could just you know turn the wi-fi off until she feral until she gets ten thousand steps or something but um that feels a little draconian she she won't eat an orange unless it's pre-sliced yeah and if i buy oranges they will sit there until they're sliced. In fairness, I won't eat an orange even if it is pre-sliced. <laughs> <laughs> but like, should I be helping a 15-year-old to slice an orange? I think I was 
not in that position when I was 15 years old. I just wanted my parents to leave me alone. But uh, anyway, so that, that, I digress. It's a, it's, it's a lot of work. We're definitely not perfect. Um, but we have to adapt to our surroundings. And we're in a position now with a growth mindset to adapt to those situations and to look for additional solutions. Because in the past, we wouldn't have done that. Um, I actually have, I have a couple, I have a non-scale victory I'd like to tell you about. Oh, Are that sounds good. Actually, I, I didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Let's hear it. So um, we have talked about non-scale victories in the past. We did a top hundred, top hundred, uh, <laughs> our hundredth episode. Oh, that's easy. I was like, yes. what episode is it? One hundred. Yes, a- I think we called it something like the centennial extravaganza yeah. or something like that. Um, but I went to the optometrist the other day and I uh, got fitted suited for new glasses and they just told you what pretty eyes you had and that's the non-scale victory no okay i i know we can take things for granted but i had uh you know a laser beam eye test where they look inside your eyeball uh from outer space obviously yeah um, to see if you have glaucoma or diabetes or any kind of retinal whatever uh words for science and when the uh, when the doctor said your eyes look great, you don't have diabetes, you don't have glaucoma, it really hit me in my heart because I you can take things like that for granted that like oh yeah okay it's fine I just want the cool glasses with the you know transition lenses yeah, <laughs> no yeah, I don't yeah. want transition. <laughs> No, so no one has ever said transition lenses are good. But actually pausing for a moment and taking in the fact that like my health actually matters and that my putting laser beams in my eyes, basically telling me that my eye pressure was fine and that I have good eyesight. It matters. Sure, I wear glasses, but that my actual eye health is fine. In 5, 10, 15, 20 years, that is going to matter. And so that is my small non-scale victory. Of yeah, just- you may not have a jet pack that you were looking for, but you do have laser beams in your I eyes. I do have laser beams in my eyes. So you have that going for you. Um, and uh, I know you wanted to uh, talk about our rousing success that we had at uh, at Reddit. We did. Uh, we are actually doing in a... In two and a half hours, we're yeah. going to be on Reddit. Which it is will have been the by internet. the time you hear this, it's going to be like a week ago. But uh, we haven't actually done it yet as we record this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're going to be on Reddit. We've uh, they asked us to do a uh, an Ask Me Anything. Yes. on the Reddit subreddit lose it which is something that the kids just say all the time r slash lose it yeah um so we're looking forward to doing that and if you're a new listener because of reddit thank you so much for giving us a try i know that this episode is uh, is a little off for what we usually do we usually don't talk about ourselves it's not a little off it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome uh but uh but i do want to give a shout out to thrush panda which is someone on reddit i know it's some my new sort favorite of human person yeah. Person, they said to let the rest of the world know that we are good, intelligent, and super good looking, and we can say their name on the podcast. So, Thrush Panda, you know it all. Thank you, you Thrush Panda. Have your finger on the pulse of how awesome we are. And you we clearly have it. amazing taste in uh, <laughs> podcasts and in good looking people. <laughs> and I bet you're good looking too. I, I can only imagine. I bet you are. 
are. Yeah. So, uh, but if you're listening because of Reddit, thank you so much. Uh, we have been doing this for two and a half years, and we never seem to run out of things to say or jokes to make. So we're just going to keep on going. Yeah, exactly. So um, I guess the bottom line here is uh, it is important to be able to adapt to change. And uh, if you haven't started adapting yet, start right now. Uh, Don't wait because uh, before you know it, another five years will go by. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the thing for me, too, is that I had so much shame around the inability to deal with change back in the day, back in the day, the days Mm -hmm. of Heor. um, As we say, be in the D. Be in the D. That if I had a problem, (laughs) I didn't want to solve it. I just wanted to sit at it and grieve and say that I was a victim of my circumstances. For sure. And being in a position now where we have Walt Place, our accountability group, W-O-L-T Place, um, and reaching out to people and saying like, hey, I have to start going to work. What do I do? Hey, I'm homeschooling. What do I do? It has helped so much to have a community of people to support me and to help me come up with solutions that I hadn't considered myself. Yeah. Because I don't know it all. And it feels really good to be given, you know, to, to reach out to people and to be given alternative solutions. So thank you to everyone who emails us, uh, sends us private messages, DMs, PMs, whatever, and uh, <laughs> whatever the M's are. AM, PM, Drop mini marts. Yeah. DMs. Uh, but anyone who comes to us with a question, if you need any, uh, you know, different perspective on something that you're struggling with, please reach out to us and let us know uh, because it gives us the opportunity to reassess the way we look at things too. And thank you so much for listening, each and every one of you. We genuinely appreciate it. Uh, we have uh, 135 other episodes of this show that you can check out. They are all free, uh, all still available. We haven't archived any of them or put any of them behind a paywall or anything. You can find them wherever you found this podcast, or you can go to our website, uh, weonlylookthin.com. And uh, as Catherine mentioned, uh, you can also find out information about joining our uh, support group. It's a an online support group for women, and uh, Catherine just finished extolling all of the benefits of it. And if you'd like to check that out, go to weonlylookthin.com and click on Join Our Support Group. Yeah, uh, you can email us at weonlylookthin at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yes. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, weonlylookthin. Uh Reddit, yes. we only, we're on Reddit, we're on Reddit, we yeah, only look I, I'm actually not 100% sure how these things work, but I assume that the, that our AMA will be archived on Reddit somewhere so that people can read it, even if they didn't get a chance. And, and really, you know, we do, it may take us a while, we do have actual jobs, uh, but we do respond to all of the emails that we get, all of the uh, inquiries from our website that we get, the, the Twitter messages and all of that, we will uh, eventually reply. And we love hearing from you. We love hearing what works from you. We'd love to hear how you've adapted to various changes in your life. We'd love to get some ideas from you for future episodes, topics maybe that we haven't covered, uh, things that you'd like us to do a deeper dive on, all that sort of thing. So uh, please reach out. Yeah. So if you still aren't sure what the difference is between a thrush panda and a slapdash, just remember (laughs) that Donald and I are... An inspiration ish. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.